Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's the Baggies Broadcast. My name is Luke Hatfield. You know what? Coronavirus has stopped the Premier League. It's stopped the EFL. It's stopped horse racing. It's stopped pretty much every sport on the planet. But I tell you what, it hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped the Baggies Broadcast. And I am joined, as ever, from another part of the West Midlands. Mate, you're in Shropshire, actually. Uh, another county. Joe Massey, Albion Correspondent Express and Star. Joe, how are you? I'm all right, mate. This is very, very 21st century, isn't it? Certainly is. Should we should we detail for the listeners what's going on? Go on, mate. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I'm currently sat in my average house in Hall Green. Um, average house, right. Record, record, hosting this podcast and joining me from his mansion in oh, Telford, yeah. Joe Massey, by the wonders of the internet... Uh, we, we're we're bringing you an Albion podcast, but we're both, I mean, however many miles apart. I mean, Telford is synonymous with mansions, isn't it? It's where, oh, yeah, very, it's where all the rich and famous live. Very well known. It's like an elderly edge of Shropshire, I mean, like, or just, yeah, there's, I mean, it's just so, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, massive mansion I'm in now. Um, I'm all right, though, mate, yeah, I'm, uh, it's, this is a very, very strange one. Um, I'm upstairs in my house, in the room next door, my little girl is having her afternoon nap. Um, 100% guaranteed to make an appearance on the podcast So, though. 100% she's going to walk in at some point Which is going to be interesting <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not going to be like Remember that guy on the BBC who uh, his kids walked in and his wife, Oh, that's um, quality That's the funniest clip I've ever seen in life I mean, you can, you can watch that time and time and time again It's still hilarious Yeah. Um, but yeah, she might uh, make a little celebrity appearance at some point Um yeah, she knows the Slavon Bilic song. You know, the one that me and you sing at the Hawthorns? The one that you sing, not me. Me and you, yeah. One that me and you sing, that's right. Um, <laughs> so she does call him Slavon Biscuits rather than Slavon Bilic. Um, but that might well, be her Slavon Biscuits is a good name. Well, she does love biscuits, you see. So, uh... What's her favourite? Is it just a, a classic chocolate bourbon? Um, she's not, to be fair, she's not fussy. She'll, she'll happily eat whatever biscuit you give her. But um, <laughs> uh, chocolate, obviously, the favourite. She's... Very, very, very partial to a gingerbread man. Ah. Yeah. Good uh, choice. This is this is the content people have tuned in for. Um, I mean, you, you say in the questions you don't want questions about food. You just bring it straight to food straight away. Uh, that is true. That is true. I can't help myself, can I? But yeah, it's odd, and it? it? feels weird. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I can't see your face. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, I'm, it, I'm slightly upset that I'm just sat here on my own speaking to you, to be honest. Um, I, I do miss your face. I, I miss you too, mate. It's been a while since we've seen each other. I tell you what, it could be a, a long old while until we see each other again as well. By the way, I know, and it's an actual miracle you have not got coronavirus with everywhere you've been. Been to Thailand and Greece. I mean, I might as well just go to to China, shouldn't I? <laughs> we shouldn't. <laughs> we shouldn't so, laugh, mate. We shouldn't laugh. It's a serious issue. Yeah, it's it is a serious, serious issue. issue. <laughs> um, working from home. This is our first day working from home. Um, I've got a very important question because this is this is something. Whenever you're working from home, is very different to when you're at work. Mr. Massey, what are you wearing? I'm still I'm wearing shorts and t-shirt, mate. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just taken a turn I was not expecting. What are you wearing, Luke? You don't want to know what I'm wearing, mate. <laughs> I'm going to go from bottom to top. I'm wearing ankle-length socks. As always, I've never seen you in a full pair of socks, even in like when it's the the depths of winter. You are there with your little jeans, like, just showing a little bit of ankle. You always have to show a little bit of ankle, you outrageous got, got, flirt. Got to show him something, ain't you? You got to show him something. Um, and then I'm wearing a pair of tracksuit bottoms, and I'm not, I'm shamefully topless. You're not topless. I am topless. <laughs> um, uh, you always manage to take this podcast into places I'm not expecting. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm not going to share a picture. I'm not sharing any pictures. It's a good job. It's, it's just an audio-only podcast. People will not want to be seeing me topless. Um, it's weird. You, you like. I mean, we're going off on a tangent here, but this is Albion-related in the sense that uh, the fitness coach, or head of sports science, head of development, or head of performance, Nick Davis, he has actually invited... Um, us to use the chirotherapy chamber. Um, oh, I'm all up for that. And you're way more up for it than I am. But it would involve probably people seeing us topless but you are just which is why i'm against it but you just can't seem to like you can't wait to be topless i mean you seize is, the opportunity today and now you, you've already in the past plotted a way to get topless in video form i'll tell you what though that'd be a good video imagine that a video <laughs> a video in the cryotherapy chamber 
Oh, I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I don't think anyone needs to see that, to be honest. No, I agree. I agree. How are you finding life working from home, Joe? First day in? Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, been a bit strange. I mean, you'll know this, that we've we've set up a, like, a instant messaging communication system for the sports desk. Oh, yeah. It's been mental, hasn't it? It's, like it's a, been mes- message after message? It's like a WhatsApp group on speed. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a bit, bit fortunate this morning because my wife took out my little girl and, and my baby boy, so I haven't, I've had pretty much the house to myself, but I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like um, in the coming weeks. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be absolutely mental. Um, but most importantly, we're all uh, fit and well, I think. I've got a bit of a sore throat. Oh. I know, but that's not a symptom, is it? No, they're saying a cough, a dry cough or a fever. Those are the ones you got to look out for, haven't you? Yeah, so um seem to be all right. You're all right. How are you finding it at home? Loving life, uh, aren't you, walking around topless? Yeah, yeah, loving it. Um, no, it's it's very it's very strange, very interesting. It's, I tell you what, is an absolute godsend. I don't have to get up at five to six in the morning. I got up at I got up at half eight today for a nine o'clock shift. I mean, that was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I've got the house to myself as well. My girlfriend's still being made to turn up for her work. I think it might end up with her working from home as well, though, so that'll be an interesting dynamic. Do you know what time I woke up today? Go on. Have a guess. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. It was, it was actually like 5 was to 9. Was it actually? It was 5 to 9. Yeah, 5 to 9. Eventful, and you started eventful work at night. Well, I'm the only person who's ever worked from home and been late. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my god, I've got to get up. <laughs> that is amazing. Hilarious, hilarious. Have yeah. you done any panic buying? Uh, I can't talk about that. My missus has, has not. She's she's just been. My missus, uh, she's done a little bit. Not panic buying. She's just being very, very sensible. We've got an awful lot of stuff. Um, we're stocked up. I'm um, not sure if you see, saw my tweet yesterday. I went to my local Lidl. Right. Um. Shelves were pretty bare. I mean, there was no toilet paper, as I was expected. There's no flour. I mean, people have been panic buying flour. No pasta. I watched someone attempt to buy four pallets of lettuce. Oh, yeah. I heard, I heard the story. Uh, but you didn't reply to my tweet. <laughs> oh, sorry, four pallets? Four pallets of, le- of lettuce. And it was funny because he got to the till, and the guy at the end of the till was like, mate, you can't buy all that. And he said, how many can I buy? And he said, you can buy four lettuces. And he had four pallets. That is ridiculous. I mean, what's he going to use it all for? Maybe he like, owns rabbits or something. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Just yeah. just, just throw some leaves in there. Um, should, we talk, should we talk about the only thing there is to talk about? Yeah, go on. We're eight minutes into this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see the time on this. I mean, I know, using yeah. this little bit of software, you can see exactly how far along we That's are. That's troublesome um, for you, that is. It is because I have to. You, I mean, you're basically keeping me on my toes now. Yeah. Um, right, coronavirus. Um, where does the land lie in terms of West Bromwich Albion? How are Albion coping? Um, so the cope. Well, the coping as best they can is is uh, is probably hard to say. I mean, look. I mean, everyone knows. Everyone knows some unprecedented times, isn't it? I mean, everyone is just sort of taking things very, very much day by day at the minute. I mean, as we speak now. Albion, it's Tuesday, Albion trained yesterday on Monday, um, put out a story yesterday morning saying the plan very much was to treat it like an international break, it's, it means sort of, um, basically players are in three quarters of the time during an international break, they they train pretty much as normal but they do get a little bit more time off, mm-hmm. um, just to sort of rest, recuperate and spend a little bit more time with their families, that was that was plan A, when, when the press conference was called off on Friday um, well when football was called off on Friday then the press conference was called off following it that was that was initially what Slavin Bilic decided to do um, then of course um, yesterday Monday we had the news that basically Boris Johnson advised against all unnecessary non-essential contact and travel hmm. um, and that has led to them taking a decision today where essentially they've been training is cancelled um, until further notice players will not be at the Walsall based training grounds they've all been given 
um, individual training programs by Nick Davis, who's getting his second mention already in this podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Nick's going to listen to this and feel like a celebrity. Um, I mean, as to be said on Nick Davis, Albion are in excellent hands. He's vastly, vastly experienced. Um, obviously not in this situation because nobody is, but um, he, he will have those players. Um, he, will, he will have perfect programs for them and he can still monitor what they're up to even though they're not, they're not part of a group. Um, and that is where, where we are as it stands. Um, until further notice, I think. Um, it's interesting, I'll just ramble on a little bit, but it's, it's the decision today, uh, well, Albion's decision today, based on the decision Boris Johnson made, the announcement Boris Johnson made yesterday, has sort of, and I think this is a good thing, taken a lot of the decision-making away from managers. Mm. I think this was a little bit lost sort of last week, but... Clubs, some clubs immediately decided to suspend training. Some clubs decided to do what Albion did, sort of operate on an international break. But it has to be said that they were managerial decisions. They weren't guidelines. They weren't told to do that. And look, it's highly unlikely that, I think it's, we all don't think football's going to be back on April the 4th. But if it is, or if it had been, there's a chance that those decisions could have had a real big impact on results. If you've got teams that haven't been in training, and you've got teams that have been in training, um, and how how exactly they were going to manage it, who knows how they would have then performed when they returned? There might have been a better way of doing things, um, but it now seems that all all train all professional footballers basically are not training as part of a group. Um, I know Man United this morning announced exactly the same thing that um, Albion have announced, so it looks like that decision's been taken away, and it means that. I think what will happen is obviously players will do their individual programs but their fitness levels will drop this is every footballer um, without that intensity of a game and you'd imagine that when there is some indication when the season can resume there'll effectively be like a mini pre-season where the players get sort of blasted for their fitness Um, so they're in, in, in the shape they need to be in for whenever that first game is yeah, and it's it's a I mean it's a completely unprecedented situation, isn't it? Do we know the club's stance on the situation? Because there's been a lot there's been a lot of talk about what's going to happen with this season. Um, I mean, as you said, it's very unlikely. I think that we'll see football in April. Um, but if it rolls on, and we've seen the Euros cancel or postponed now, suspended until next year, are you hope are, are the club hopeful that I imagine pretty much every club is is hopeful that games can you know, the season can be finished. Yeah, so this is a bit of like, this is actually the story we're putting out, podcast exclusive, here we go, here we go. Oh, we um, love a podcast exclusive, Joe. But this is a story that should be going out tomorrow morning, but because we're recording this today, we'll go with it now anyway. Um, so, of, there's an EFL board meeting tomorrow. See, now, a lot of, a lot, an awful lot has been written about these meetings, me included. Um, sort of, obviously, we knew that UEFA were meeting today where we all expected Euro 2020 to be postponed. Lots been said the EFL meeting tomorrow, Wednesday, Premier League meeting on Thursday. Now, the EFL meeting tomorrow, I've only just had this clarified, is only for the board. Mm. It's only for the EFL board. So that doesn't mean that every club is represent will be represented tomorrow. But what we understand is behind the scenes there's been conference calls, there's gonna be I mean, we're recording this at da, 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 what time is it? Ten, ten to, to three. Ten to three on Tuesday. I th- there was a conference call between 24 championship clubs on Tuesday afternoon. It's probably happening as we speak. Mm. Um, now, I've been told that at the EFL meeting tomorrow, Albion will outline what they want to have. Well, they will, they, they will basically put their case forward. Um, their first thing they want is that the season is completed by, by basically by any means necessary. Whatever it takes... Um, to get the 2019-20 campaign finished, they will essentially back it. Um, of course they will, look, them them and Leeds have been in the top two for the vast, vast majority of the season. If we're being honest, if the season is null and void, Leeds and Albion are the two clubs in England that stand to miss out more than anyone else. Um, yeah. So, of, of course, they're going to do everything they can um, to push that this season is finished um, I mean in my opinion it absolutely has to be but we'll get on to that later so the first thing they're going to say at this meeting tomorrow is by, by whatever, basically what 
whatever means necessary, they want this season to be finished. They're also going to say they want, in an ideal world, they'd like the season to be finished by June 30. Mm. Now, the reason for that is contractual issues with players. Now, this is going to be a, an issue that is obviously the same for every single club. Um, but there is a a real chance that players' contracts increase year on year um, and that a lot of players will receive pay rises in June, um, on June 30th. And, and, and those players might be players that are going to be moved on. They might not. It's, it's, it's a very, very difficult situation with players' contracts in terms of, obviously, you look at Chris Brunt's situation, he was out of contract in June. Yeah. Does he become a free agent? Um on June the thirtieth, is he? It's all. It's. I mean, it's an absolute. There's a, There's so many contractual issues. I've got to be honest. It's. I don't. I massively know that it's so complicated. These contractual issues that it's. It's very much for like, the lawyers to get into. And there's. And there's so much in football contracts that we don't know about in terms of what actually goes into them. These tiny little details about pay rises, about automatic like extensions to deals. Um, and all these things are going to kick into force. Basically, I've been told it's going to be an absolute mess when it comes to players' mm. contracts. It's, there's, and it's, this goes for every single club. It's not. It's not. It is literally the ninety-two, not not Albion. Um, but it's going to be an absolute mess. So, first and foremost, the priority is get the season completed for Albion. Second, if any way possible, get it done by June the thirtieth, just to save an awful lot of aggro and legal disputes further down the line. And then. Abin are also going to say they are willing to go behind closed doors mm. um, if needs be um, they, yeah they will obviously play behind closed doors that, that's sort of an, ex- an extension to point A really but they need they want they want this season done um, they want fans there of course they do um, but first and foremost they want the season done I suppose there are serious questions as well over loan players because I imagine a loan agreement say you know Filip Krivinovic there'll be a date written into that loan deal. If the season has to extend beyond that date, what happens with that player? Does he have to go back to his parent club? Can he remain with, with, with his you know the, the loanee club for the remainder of the season? There are just so many questions that need asking and every kind of route you go down just seems to bring so many more problems and questions. What about this talk of automatically promoting Leeds and West Brom, Joe? Because... It'd be very harsh to relegate a team, I think, especially some of the situations that the teams are in in the Premier League. It's not cut. It's not. It's not cut and dry like it is with the Premier League title, really. Although Liverpool haven't mathematically won it, I think relegating a side, for example, a team like Villa, who have got a game in hand, and if they win that game in hand, they're actually out of the bottom three. But the way things are going, if the season is ended right now, they would be relegated if they were if if they were playing by the rules of the positions that teams are in. But there has been talk of this 22-team Premier League where they automatically promote Leeds and West Brom and then they have maybe an extra relegation spot for two seasons. If you were offered that, and if Albion were offered that, do you think they'd take it? Yeah, I think, any, I think of course they would take it. Um, they'll take promotion by any means necessary, um, but that doesn't mean it's fair. And, it, mm. and, it, and, it, and, in, and in my opinion, it shouldn't be allowed to happen. I just want to touch on one other thing, just on the um, what I was talking about earlier about what they will say tomorrow at this meeting. They will also say tomorrow that if the season is null and void, they will be taking legal action. Hmm. As you'd act- expect them to. As you'd expect them to. But just to clarify that, Albion will be will be taking legal action if the season is declared null and void. Um, the Premier League, the promotion thing. In terms of the twenty-two teams, I get what you're saying. The, the real interesting thing with the Premier League and the EFL is that they are two separate entities. Yeah. Okay, the, in any normal year, the teams top first and second naturally flow into the Premier League. But the Premier League is a different body. It's run by different people. It is essentially a closed shop. And if they want to close that league, they can close it. And that is the issue. I've seen some people tweet things like, Oh, after thirty-five games, the season can be declared. Can be declared sort of over, if you like, and that's mm. that's right. It can after thirty-five games, the championship could be declared finished, and the current current standings would stand. 
The problem is that doesn't mean the Premier League have to take Leeds and Albion. Yeah. It's their league. They can do what they want with it. Now that for me that isn't right, but that that is the way this that is the way it works. Um So the Premier League have the have the right to do whatever whatever they want basically. They can do a 22 team league if if they think that's the case. Now, look, in terms of that response, what I will say is this. And this is a, this is a fair result, fair response. I absolutely have loved covering West Brom this year. I I genuinely, even though they're second in the table, genuinely believe they're the best team in the division, and I hand on heart believe they just well, I believe they are more than good enough to be promoted, and I truly believe they deserve to be promoted. I absolutely believe that. However, from December through to February, they went on a seven-game winless run. Mm-hmm. They are currently on a two-game winless run. Now, history has shown that this Albion team is capable of a seven-game winless run. Now, if that was to happen, then Fulham, would you'd imagine, would close that six-point gap. They would be even closer in the table maybe even above them. Mm. So, all I want is Albion to be promoted, but it's just not fair. It's just not fair to promote either Leeds or Albion now. Mm. Fulham, look, all season Albion and Leeds have been the best two teams, but they've only been the best two teams after 37 games. Yeah. Um... So, the season's 46 games. So, you can't do that. You can't add in two more teams to the Premier League next year. You just can't do it. You can't relegate Villa. You cannot do it. It's not... Villa have played one game less than everyone else because they reached the League Cup final. How on earth can they be punished for reaching the League Cup final? They can't. Win that game and they're out the bottom three. You cannot put Villa down. You cannot do it. So how do you think this plays out then, Joe? If, if I was if I was to, you know, say, gun to your head, how do you think this season ends? How do you reckon it goes? Um, I don't know how it will go. I only know what I think should happen. And that is, I think by hook or by crook, you finish this season. No matter what happens. I don't care if it finishes on the 4th of May or whatever it is, 2021. Like, as far as I'm concerned, this season finishes. We've, we've all come too far for it to be declared null and void. And, mm. it's just, and there's just too much at stake. Um, so, I don't know. For me, if it has to resume in September, if it has to resume in August, hopefully, look, hopefully it'll resume in May. That's the, that's the dream, really. Mm. Um, because we just don't think it's going to happen in April. I mean, if it, obviously the dream is it comes back April the fourth as expected, but as well as initially planned. But for me, you've got to end this season. You've just got to got to end it. I, I think that's the only fair way um, that it can continue. But I don't know. I don't make the decisions, do I? You're not the man who makes them. Um, what are your thoughts on playing behind closed doors? Because I was, I mean, I say I was fortunate enough. Having travelled to Athens and been there for Wolves' game against Olympiakos is a very strange experience. It, I don't think it was an enjoyable experience for us, for the players, for the fans who made the trip. It was. It just seemed very empty. It seemed like a training game, even though it was a Europa League last 16 tie. Is it going to affect teams, for example, Albion or Leeds? I mean, Leeds in particular is a place where a lot of teams won't want to go because of the atmosphere. It's very loud. It's, it's filled every week. And for Leeds, it is like a 12th man. It's, it's a cliche, but it's like a 12th man. If you're taking that away, would you say that the league's integrity has been compromised a little bit? Um, no, I wouldn't because it's the same for everyone. Look, it's, um, it's an interesting one having spoke to sort of players about it and former players about how much they depend on the crowd. Um, mm. You don't, you don't, perhaps don't realise just how important it is. You're right. 
Yeah, just not my laptop. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you absolutely feed off the crowd. You feed off that home support, and you feed off sort of the hostility of the the away support, and it 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 increases your performance. It it it, it increases your adrenaline, obviously. Like you are so much. Players really do need that crowd. And football is all about supporters, isn't it? It's just like um, it is. But the, but these are unprecedented times, as we've said, like time and time again. Um, if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes for me. I would I would much rather that than the season was declared null and void. Much mm. rather that. It's an interesting situation, isn't it? And one which is going to constantly bring up questions, I think. Um, and it's going to rattle on for a while. I'll, I'll be very surprised if we see football in April. Yeah, you'd... Yeah, I mean, it looks highly, highly unlikely, doesn't it? Um, it's a very... It's just such a strange situation. I mean, it's, it's daily updates, isn't it? And, mm. um, and I don't... Um, yeah, I, I think we can... I mean... You can say with a lot of confidence you won't see football in April. I think you can say you won't see football in front of a crowd in April. You can pretty much guarantee that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else you can say. It's just, it, as I've said a million times, I just think this got this season's got to got to be resolved. It's got to be. People have put too much into it. Um, like Leeds are like the prime example. Like, look. Albion, of course, will will um, if the season is declared null and void, of course they'll go to the lawyers. Of course they'll make a legal challenge. Of course they'll be ferocious with it. But Leeds, Leeds have put absolutely everything into getting up this year. Mm. I mean, if, they, if it's null and void this year, you mean you've got Bielsa going? You've got a number of players who are going to leave. Well, it, that's that's like yeah, but that, that's the football side of it. But the the off-field side of it is that, I mean, from what we've heard, is like, basically, like, last season for Leeds, like, last, Leeds put together a plan that was 80% based on them going up last season. Mm. Uh, and they had a little bit of wriggle room if it didn't happen that way. But now they're in a position where they, financially, they need to go up this year. You've got to remember, Leeds haven't had parachute payments for 15 years, or however, however long it has been. Mm. Um, they are paying Bielsa an absolute fortune. Um, they've got a hefty wage bill. They've got players like Calvin Phillips, who we all know is a Premier League player in waiting. If he's not with Leeds, it's going to be with someone else. I mean, they have to go up. They if if they they I mean they really have to go up for the like, and if they and if they finish in the top two and don't go up, I mean it's just it's just remarkable. That'd be insane. It would be insane, wouldn't it? I mean, it's strange, really, because like, really now, Leeds and Albion are allies. Yeah, they are allies off the field. They are allies to make sure that the Premier League doesn't close its shop, and to make sure we don't get like ridiculous statements like from people like Karen Brady saying that let's just close it because I don't want my club West Ham to be relegated. Crazy. Um, shall we get onto questions from the listeners? Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, GWBA, you won't be happy with this one, Joe. First question: If you could only pick one food to eat for four months in isolation, what would you pick? I've already replied to him, saying I'm disappointed with that question. Partly because he always he always sends in good football-related questions. He um, sends in good good food-related questions too. Disappointing. Um, pizza, mate, for me. Pizza. Oh, mm. mate, just the stodge though. Oh yeah, oh. but you're all into all. That's why you got your top off, mate. I'm not bothered about stuff like that. Uh, I'd go for it. I think if you offered me like it could, I'm going to kind of open this up and say a restaurant to eat from like a Nando's yeah, well, that's I could a eat different Nando's. ball game isn't it huh? that's a different ball game oh well go on then a restaurant I'm picking Nando's though and Nando's I could eat Nando's every day I mean I've done that before what do you mean you've, eat, you've done that before you've eaten Nando's every day well when I was working at Nando's they give you a free meal do yeah 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 but when you're working a double shift which I did regularly you get two meals, so I'd go to work, have my first break, eat a meal, have my second break, eat a meal. That's all I ate. Nando's. God, I don't know why you ever came to us. I don't, tell me about it. That's class. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so go on then. What, what restaurant are you picking? Oh, 
you're going Nando's, yeah? Oh yeah, Nando's for me. I feel like I should like heed your advice, but I'm just going to pick my favourite restaurant. Go on. Miller and Carter. Oh, I tell you what, you got to have the money to do that. Yeah, I know, but if it's a pandemic. Yeah, no, money's no money's money's no issue here. Yeah, money's no issue. Yeah, I'm going there. Can't get bored of that food, can you? Oh no, it's, it's top quality food, Miller and Carter. We should we should go for a Miller and Carter. I tell you that. Um, Scott WBA, if you were all quarantined and confined to the Express and Start offices for two weeks and had to resort to cannibalism for food, who would you eat first? Well, bizarrely, Ooh. I walked into the office on Sunday. We were all put on Sunday shifts this week because uh, we weren't sure what to do for Monday's paper. And um, Liam Keane, the Walsall reporter, um, just naturally brought this up and said I'd be the first to be eaten. You? Yeah. I don't know, Joe. He said I'd be first to drop. I don't know. Because if, you, if you've got to think about this in a couple of ways. You've got to think about who's got enough meat on them to sustain the entire office. But also not going to be like for example if it was me I'm quite skinny there's no, there's not enough on me to really keep everyone happy I don't think with like Nathan Judah's diet being so exceptionally good he'd be like good meat wouldn't he oh yeah he'd be a he'd be a fine meat he is like what do you call it he's like organic isn't he he's like wagyu beef <laughs> <laughs> Judah's wagyu beef I'll isn't go for that... Judah yeah <laughs> plus I could probably I could probably uh Walk into his job then. Yeah, double win, yeah. <laughs> Big one for me. Um, Alf WBA, seeing as the Euros have been postponed, is it likely that we'll be playing through the summer? I think it's very likely now that the Premier League and EFL will look at, the, at that time frame and say, this is, if you're going to f- squeeze in games, this is the time. Yeah, yeah, that's what, well, that's, that's the, that news today, which we all expected, if let's be honest, but that's just the biggest boost to clubs who, want the season to end no matter what it mm. is at least given a window a window of opportunity um, football would have been being played anyway so yeah fingers crossed that will make a huge difference to that um, but yeah like I said before if I, I, it wouldn't bother me if the Premier League next season didn't start in August it wouldn't bother me if it started in November mm. um, I would be up to open to things like Scrapping the FA Cup and the League Cup for a season, for a season, yeah, only for a season. But like, if you had to like get in more fixtures, also the Premier League, which everyone seems to like, no one seems to be bothered about, is only 38 games. Mm. So the Championship play 46 anyway. So I just think, like, you should, in theory, be able to play Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Tuesday, Sunday, or whatever it is, yeah, well, Tuesday, Tuesday Saturday. Saturday, yeah, they need to, um. I think so. I think it can be like do. I think it's doable. Personally, it's just all. It's just all about when we get that green light to say you can come back, isn't it? But mm. yeah, yeah, um, that is. But the, there's no doubt Euro 2020 being moved is a huge boost. Mm. What do you make of that, by the way? Euro 2021 now. Um. So. That. You're a, you're a big you're a big England fan as well, and you you watch England home and away. You know, well you won't go home and away, but you'll watch pretty much every game, even the friendlies back. Oh yeah, I watch every never miss a, never miss never miss them. Yeah, but I think I'm quite pleased. I really 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 want it to go ahead. I don't I don't want it to be scrapped altogether. Um, that like that would be that's like my second thing I want to happen following this. Like my most important thing is Albion get promoted. Well, the most important thing is the season finishes and Albion go on and in the nine games win promotion um, but then I want 2020 well, then I want the European Championships because I think England have got an absolutely massive chance of doing really well so it's a home mm. tournament pretty much I know it's a home tournament for pretty much everyone like everyone plays a lot of games on home turf don't they before yeah. but then obviously we've got the added bonus of the semi-finals and finals being at Wembley so um, and Mate, and I mean Harry Kane and Marcus Rashford are going to be fit now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's kind of, say. It could work out well for them. Um, um, so yeah, yeah, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. <laughs> Scott the BBA again. Um, bit of an obvious one, but I've scrolled and have seen, haven't seen anyone ask it. Assuming this season cannot be completed, so it can't be finished. 
What, in your guys' opinion, is the best way to deal with promotions relegation? Interested to hear Luke's opinion on this as a Villa fan. If the season can't be finished, it's going to cause all sorts of issues for me. I mean, you're going to have teams because you'd argue then you can't promote teams because it's unfair for the teams who maybe have caught them. You can't relegate teams because it's unfair because they might have been able to get out of it. Do you just issue it null and void then? And then and then you've got teams like Leeds and West Brom, like you said, there's going to be all sorts of legal issues. Am I being naive to say I don't know why it can't be completed? Let's just say it can't. For some reason, Like the, the Premier League and the EFL come together and say, we cannot finish this season. We've got something going on. Like We've got to start the next season. It's going to cause too much of a knock-on effect. It's, it's written in the rules. It cannot be changed. You cannot finish the season. In this hypothetical situation. I mean, if it... The only day... The only, I mean, I'm just contradicting myself, but, but that's caught, so, sums up that where we are, doesn't it, really? Like, that... And this is... We're not... We're only in the same position as the football authorities, really. Like, they don't know mm. what to do. Like, all, for all these meetings that are taking place, they will obviously talk... They have to make decisions at the end of the day. They will, they will come to conclusions. But I think... A lot of these meetings are going to be kicked down the line. They're going to say, oh, we'll delay making anything until next week, the week after. But I think maybe then a 22-team Premier League. That I just, I, I just don't... I know I'm repeating myself, but I don't see how anything is fair mm. without the season being completed. Like I saw, I saw a suggestion today that you do a 22-team Premier League, you put Albion and Villa up, and then the two teams... You know the 130 million that you get from winning the playoffs. Yeah. That money, you split that money between the four teams that are currently in the playoffs. But then there's a team. I mean, I'm not looking at the table, but there might be a team two points off the playoffs. Well, that's what I'm just going to do now, actually. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, hang on. So I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, Bristol City currently one place outside the playoffs on 55 points. Preston in it on 56 points. One point. Yeah. There's a bit of a cushion then, four points to Forest. And I think anyone listening to this would. You would. I think most people would be amazed if the top five in any particular order wasn't Forest, Brentford, Fulham, Leeds, and Albion. Mm I think the vast majority of people would expect them, those teams to finish in the top five, whether that's Leeds top, Albion top, Fulham second, whatever. But then, yeah, I mean, Millwall, 54 points. They're a win away. Cardiff, mm. 54 points, win away. Blackburn, 53 points. Swansea, 53 points. Um, I don't, you can't... You can't not complete the season. Yeah. It'd be, it would be, it would just open up a can of worms regardless. But for what it's worth, I think a 22 team, maybe, maybe you could do almost a 23 team one. And I tell you, it would come down to the flip, a flip of a coin between them teams in the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's only, you could say it's just down to sheer luck at that point. I think if you could do a 20... You can't do a 23-team league, can you? I mean, you can do it, but... It would be very awkward. See, that's actually an interesting point, because... And not one I've actually heard before, but there is that rule that says after 35 games, you can effectively finish the championship. So I don't think anyone outside the playoffs would have... They might not actually have a legal challenge then. Yeah. If you stuck to those teams. And then if you... um, Then maybe... I don't know if you could play behind closed doors. Just those playoff games... The issue oh. you've got there is if you're playing them games behind closed doors, why can't you play more? Yeah. You can't toss a coin. You can't toss a coin. I mean, back in the old days, if you, I think I remember rightly, if you were playing in European competition and there was 
numerous replays, it got to the point where a coin was flipped to decide who would go through. But this was you're talking years and years ago. And obviously, you've got the point. You're relegating everyone else. Like obviously, the league. Well, you're not. You you wouldn't be relegating anyone. I don't think. What about from? What so you just then bring three up from League One? Yeah, you you implement the same strategy throughout the leagues. I think. Yeah, but by the Premier League, Premier League got three more teams, haven't they? So you you're pushing. You'd have you'd have an extra relegation spot for three seasons, then. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, can't, promote, you couldn't, you the, couldn't you relegate like six teams. You take three from League One is what I'm saying. You take three from League One yeah. to get, to fill the three, the gap of the three in the Championship. Yeah. But then in League One, you've got two automatic promotion places and a playoff. In League Two, you've got three automatic promotion places and the yeah. playoffs. But you've also got the situation surrounding Berry as well, because Berry dropped out. Yeah, I mean, I saw that. If this season's declared null and void, can Berry just come back? Oh, I'll tell you what, Berry fans would be loving that. What what a load of questions this has brought. Um, Brad WBA, what music, TV shows and books have you been consuming during the isolation? I love how this goes from one one to the other. Very serious question to a very light-hearted one. I've been watching um, Better Call Saul on Netflix. Very good. I'm, I'm, oh, right. I'll tell you what I can't wait for uh, the new season of um, this, the Sunderland documentary. Oh, right, okay. April 1st, that comes out. Um... I do not watch TV anymore. Really? Yeah. I'm just a dad, mate. <laughs> I'm so just like... By the time I get my little girl to bed, little boy... Like, he's, obviously, he's still awake because he... Well, he's, he's a baby, so... He he doesn't have a bedtime. Um, mm. And then... Just... Yeah, no, I'm not... You are the man on this for listening. I saw someone saying about TV and stuff. Yeah, you're going to have to guide the people, Luke. Uh, yeah, Better Call Saul on Netflix, very good. It's frustrating though, they release it on a Tuesday every week. You can't just binge watch it. Another thing I've shamelessly watched um, with my girlfriend is, is a programme on Netflix called Love is Blind. It's basically about this is American, a very American show um, where people don't don't see each other, they talk to each other and they, have to, they end up getting married at the end of it. So they marry each other without ever having seen each other. It's well weird. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. And that and a lot of FIFA. I've played a lot of FIFA over the past weekend. Oh, yeah. An absurd amount of FIFA. Um, John Simonian. Will you accept a challenge game of football versus the fans? Because we've got nothing else to do, have we? Well, you're already trying to get this going anyway, aren't you? I am trying to get this going. The issue you've got is if if you can't play football like... I mean, what's a mass gathering nowadays? I mean, this is what they're talking about. They're trying to kind of stop these mass gatherings. What's a mass gathering? Is, is 20, 28 odd people a mass gathering? I think they're saying 10 people, aren't they? I mean, we're going to struggle to get this game on. Yeah. We're going to uh, struggle. But we, we, we are, are... The charity game is in the works. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak to people from West Brom because Joe Massey's not willing to do it. Um, just but yeah. To- Ease my workload and give. I mean, what are you doing at the minute, like in terms of work? What am I doing? Yeah, I'm hosting a podcast right this moment. Yeah, but I mean, you've not got a lot on now, have you? I mean, I'll admit it's not like as busy as it's. It's very much like that portion of the summer, you know, where the players are on holiday. It's not pre-season yet. Because I would say I'm, like, if not as busy as I'm, like, definitely as busy as I was. If not today, slightly busier. I've been pretty busy today though because there's, there's been stuff going on like um, obviously the Euros 2020 is getting cancelled or suspended horse racing's got suspended speedway's got suspended so I've had to write stuff on that and get stuff on the website oh, okay I'll let you off today and we've been doing that social media watch as well if you go onto the Express and Star you'll see how players are dealing with the uh, coronavirus outbreak oh I've not, I've not looked at that yet oh yeah give it a, give it a look mate give it see, a look Callum Robinson has just tweeted a picture of himself in an island shirt he may well feature tomorrow <laughs> we're, do, we're doing it daily. Um, next question, next question, next question. Paddy WBA, which of the current Albion squad would be least affected by the coronavirus? I reckon Hagazi personally. Billich. <laughs> Billich. Billich, as we said in the previous podcast, Billich doesn't get the coronavirus. The coronavirus gets Slavin Billich. I agree with that 100%. 
Um, Billich laughs in the face of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon a, I reckon a fair few that. To be honest, I don't think any Albi- anyone at Albion would really struggle. Um, Jake Livermore is a type who would just just brush it off, wouldn't he? He just brush it off. He just he, Livermore would run past it. <laughs> he yeah, could a bit of virus, I, and he just bomb on. Genuinely, I think Livermore could like break his arm, and he'd just be like, "Nah, I'm all right. I'll keep playing." Yeah, keep going. Yeah, They'd, do like, it. Do it. You'll just run past the virus and win the ball off a defender on the edge of his own <laughs> box. That's what Livermore would do. That's exactly what you do. Um, Simon O'Reilly, if you had to stay at home with one person, who would it be and why? Albion related or... Yeah, let's say Albion related. Uh, <laughs> I can't have every answer, Billich. <laughs> I think I've said Gazbaz before, but I think, I think Gareth would be an interesting person to spend a day in the house with. Yeah, he'd be interesting, wouldn't they? Uh, how Robson Carney? Oh yeah, Robson Carney's an interesting character. Yeah, he's an interesting character. We could probably make a lot of money. I mean, it'd all be him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He could like teach me like his like Bitcoin business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, make some money. We'd, I'd have an endless supply of turmeric. So I'd be healthy. I'd be healthy. <laughs> um, Corin asks, do you think they should cancel the season? Um, kind of covered that. Um, Mark asks a similar question. Um, okay, Tonksic. Theoretically, the season gets completed. Albion get promoted. Pereira becomes confirmed. As we all know, we have the option and take loans out of the equation. Oh, I love that what? he said we all know we have the option. Yeah. I love that he said that because so many people have asked me and I've got a bit bitey back about... You're getting a bit annoyed by like it. How many you? times can I possibly tell you that Albin have got the option? I've wrote it so many times. So it's so funny because the question underneath is from Rich Baggers and he said, what's the situation with Pereira? Are you joking, mate? Come on! <laughs> um, but anyway, what's your starting eleven, and where do we need to buy loan players to be ready for Premier League survival? We kind of covered this in a previous podcast, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we did do it last week, didn't we? Or the week before. Um, yeah. But very, very quickly, say we're playing a 4 3 3. Johnston keeps his place in goal for me. Yeah. Um, I think we need a right back. Yeah. To provide competition for Darnell Furlong. But I think Furlong could be very useful in the Prem. Um, but a more defensively minded right back. Then I'm moving O'Shea in side. Mm-hmm. Um, to be one of four centre backs, along with Shemi Ajay, Carl Bartley, potentially Agazi, but I would be open to selling him. Mm-hmm. I think you do have to buy a centre back. Um, a, a, like a, I think Bartley and Ajay have got potential to play in the Premier League. Um, but I think you'd want some proven Premier League quality there. Um, and maybe you could argue that is a Ghazi, but for me it needs fresh blood. Mm. I think he's crying out for a left back. Yeah. Because um, Gibbs isn't going to stay fit, is he? No, he just 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 doesn't stay fit, does he? And as well as I think Townsend's been absolutely sensational, but it's another step up again, isn't it? He'll have to prove he could do it, like everyone would have to prove they could do it. But mm. I think you'd be looking for a left back. More than happy with a midfield three of Livermore, Sawyers, and Kravinovic. Um obviously means signing Kravinovic permanently but you'd have to sign backups for them yeah I mean you'd have Harper be fine but we all know don't we really this Barry and Brunt's last season yeah um, so you need bodies there if you're playing 4 3 3 obviously Pereira on the right you have to buy on the left would take either Callum Robinson or Grady Dean Garner yeah Um and then you need you need a striker desperately yeah you need strikers yeah you need a couple of strikers I'd say if you're going to say if you're going to go with four strikers mm. you'd buy you'd want two strike buy two strikers maybe keep and you'd keep Robson Carner and Austin mm. Sal Kenneth Zahor probably yeah you'd imagine Zahor will want to move on at the end of the season anyway because his playing time has been so limited Um yeah, you'd imagine it. You'd imagine he'd want to go. 
Hmm. Um, that'll be my that'll be my thing. Quite a fair few players, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, as as with any team going up, I think you need to invest heavily. Um, Mark Willits, do you have a games console on FIFA? I'm desperate for sport and would watch you guys stream a match on YouTube. I don't. I think sorry. I'd, 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 I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd do a number on you on uh, FIFA. I think. Oh man, I've not played the game for ten years, so more than likely, yeah. <laughs> um, AJ asks, do either yourself or Joe Matty Star see this as an opportunity to reset the schedule? This bizarre situation allows us to plan football for periods when people may actually want it. Imagine domestic football throughout the summer. Attendances may skyrocket for clubs. It's interesting because I think everyone loves that part of the season, right at the start when the weather's still good, and right at the end when you're getting down to the serious business and the weather turns good. Yeah, yeah. I think Sean Harvey said it today, actually. Mm. Um, he actually thinks that the, uh, the season should go from like January to August or something um, which to, I've got to be honest, I haven't really put much thought into it. I mean, is it is it is it that bad as it is now? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. When it did, on them nights when it's a Tuesday night in February, and I know January to August you'd still be playing in February, but it's blooming freezing, and a lot of the fans who make the trip, I feel from sometimes because it's not it's not pleasant. If you're there on you know on a summer's evening, it's much much nicer, isn't it? I wonder why football did start in August. Do you reckon it's down to the fact that over the summer it might be hotter and it might be more taxing on the players? But then, like, it's not... Like, it gets hot from, like, May, June, doesn't it? Hmm. I wonder why they ever thought... Maybe because I think it's too hot then. Sometimes, like, you see it in pre-season friendly sometimes. They need to have, like, water breaks and stuff, don't they? Yeah, but then I suppose if you're playing in the, the European Championships or the World Cups, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal, is it? I'd say VAR is a bigger deal than stopping for a five-minute water break halfway through the half. It's something to look into, isn't it? I don't really know why football ever started in August. I've especially when you have clubs, like especially lower down the pyramid, when the weather's really bad and games are getting called off. That wouldn't happen in the summer. Yeah. Isn't I don't know. It doesn't seem like a dreadful idea, but you'd want you'd want all um, leagues um, intertwined, wouldn't you? Like you'd want the La Liga to go at the same time, and that's where it'd be a problem. But like the Russian league goes at a different time, doesn't it? Oh yeah, that's because over the winter it's like minus thirty. Can you imagine trying to play a game minus thirty? Yeah. I don't know. But then I suppose Barcelona in the middle of August or the middle of July. I'll tell you what, I'll be boiling. Odd one. I don't know. That's a, it's not, there's so much going on at the minute, I've not given it a lot of thought, I've got to be honest. But it's something it's worth looking into. Mm. I don't think it'll happen, but... Interesting. Looking, interesting. Greg, with our final question. Nothing is stopping Luke Hatfield from getting his Albion fixed. Is it true he only uses hand sanitizer if it's a blue and white bottle? It is get true. Out, get out of here, Greg. It is true. Get out of here! I used to like you. Is there? There's not. There's not much hand sanitizer that, that isn't in a blue and white bottle, is there? Come to think of it, mine has got a dark blue top and a white label. There you go. But, but it's not one of the alcohol-based ones. So it's one I've had for ages. But it does nothing against coronavirus because it's an antibacterial one. Yeah. Unless I'm yeah. gonna, unless I'm gonna drink it, I don't think it's gonna really help me. That's, like, so that's something I never knew before this, outbreak. I just thought hand sanitizer was hand sanitizer. Do you know what I mean? I thought it all did the trick. Mm. I didn't know you had to look for one with like alcohol. Just spray some Dettol on your hands, mate. You'll be alright. <laughs> Getting to that stage now, isn't it? <laughs> Trusting signs. Alright, okay. Um, over these next couple of weeks, because there's not going to be any football on, I've had to come up with a segment which isn't football, well, is football related, but doesn't rely on us having games. Uh, and we're going to finish it with this with this week. It's called Random Player Generator, Joe. So what I've done is I've entered every Albion first team player into a random choice picker online. Right. Yeah. So I don't know who it's going to pick. You don't know who it's going to pick. I'm going to hit the button and we're going to have to talk about a random Albion player to finish the podcast. Okay. Do you like that idea? We're just a random Albion player. Completely random. It could be Ali Alhabsi, it could be Matt Phillips, it could be Romain Sawyers, it could be Chris Brunt. But we're just going to kind of discuss them and then maybe get your thoughts on them over the season, where you think their future lies, 
just a, just a bit of a general chit chat, just to, just to give us an option, just to talk about some West Brom players who we might not always talk about. Okay, I mean obviously right. I'm going to be more happy depending on who it is, but yeah, go for it. Shall I hit the button? Have you actually got a button to press? Yeah, yeah, it just says random choice. I've put all the names into a little box, separated by commas, uh, and I just hit the random choice button. Do you want to okay. know who it's come with? Yeah, go on then. All right, three, two, one. Oh, it's given me all of them. Oh, I, I know why. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Minor technical issue. Three, two, one. Jonathan Bond. Oh, you are joking. No. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove him now from this because I'm going to do this week on week. Um, Jonathan Bond. <laughs> are you serious? I'm never so serious. That's who we've drawn. Um, let's talk about old John. Um, hasn't featured much first team wise. But um, I'll tell you what, this is weird because I haven't planned for any of this. I, I genuinely thought it was going to be a first team player who played a lot. <laughs> um, but do you reckon he has a future at, at the club um, yeah we're going to have to broaden it out to all the keepers aren't we so Jonathan Bond mm. is obviously only featured for Albion in the FA Cup this season mm-hmm. um, I think is that right was he in the League Cup game start of the year uh... I imagine he would have been yeah, he would have played against Millwall, wouldn't he? Well, he's a cup keeper. He's a cup keeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's played. I think he's played four games, three FA Cup and um, the League Cup defeat to Millwall uh, way back in August, wouldn't it? Um, mm. I mean, I saw a bit of Jonathan Bond um, when he was at Peterborough when he was in League One, and always thought he was a good keeper. Um, I've got to be honest, I do think he is like a a very good League One keeper. Mm. That that said, obviously I've barely seen him play um, in the Championship. Um, So it's perhaps a little bit harsh. Um, But that was always my view of him. um, That he is a, a very good League One keeper. That I do get a bit annoyed when people call for him to be to play over Sam Johnston mm. I've got to be honest like to me they are a completely different class of player like I think Johnston is you can see why Sam Johnston has moved for £6 million pounds. that was an interesting question wasn't it because when Al Habsi came in a lot of people kind of expected Bond to stay in goal for the cup games but if, if Johnston got injured do you reckon Bond would step in or would Al Habsi step in Surely it would still be Bond because that's the only. Surely that's the only reason why they've given him the FA Cup games. You wouldn't mm. want Al Habsi just to come in completely from the cold. So if he was number two, then I think he would have played in those games. Um, the truth is, third choice keepers are a little bit of a bizarre role, aren't they? I mean, we saw. I mean, what Richard Wright was Man City third choice keeper for ten years when they picking up about. 50 grand a week and never play yeah, in silly money and uh, is it Lee Camp is, who's the one at Man United Lee Grant oh Lee Grant yeah um, signed a new, I think he signed a new deal the other week didn't yeah, he yeah he signed a new, I mean he's obviously never going to play he's never going to play ahead of De Gea he's never going to play a Romero and they've got Dean Anderson as well haven't they to come back so mm. but it's just that yeah so I think Al Habsi's just there to sort of to push to push them both um, more more of a role model do you think yeah role model because Johnston could... I mean people look at Johnston and he's experienced in terms of the amount of games he's played in the championship but he's not old for a keeper no he's not old he's got and he's got plenty of time yeah he's got plenty of time on this side and keepers only get better I, I, I think he's got a cracking future Sam Johnston I do uh, you think he's Premier League goalkeeper I think he's got as good a chance as anybody in the championship yeah hmm um yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't think in in England there's that many truly outstanding goalkeepers. I mean, they've probably got the best two in Allison and um, Edison. Yeah. And obviously, you've got some great ones in Spain of Old Black and Courtois and. Um, Testegen's very good for Barcelona. Testegen, well. yeah. Testegen, yeah. Um, I think. Sam Johnson is more than capable of being a very established Premier League goalkeeper. Um, 
So yeah, I think Bond out of contract in the summer, along with Al Habsi. It wouldn't surprise me if both Al Habsi and Bond left in the summer. Mm. And I think then Albion would maybe look to buy a keeper that would put more pressure on Johnston. I think that Johnston will definitely start next season as number one. Um, but there's some good keepers out there, like even like a, like a, say like a Declan Rudd at mm. Preston, who's um, very good, or even like someone like David Marshall, yeah. who's like older but um, has sort of played in the Premier League and done a good, decent job in the Premier League. I think someone like that just to, I think they're just a little bit, yeah, I think they might bring in someone like that just to push Johnson a little bit hard, not push him harder because he's obviously, but just for competition for him in the Premier League. Mm. Um, and I can see Bond maybe going back to League One um, and, and shining really, doing very, very well at that level. Um, but whether he's, it's a big ask, isn't it, to be a championship goalkeeper, to be, if you're a championship goalkeeper, then you've got to be in the top 46 keepers in the country, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, Yeah, I'm not sure. Do you want to do another one, or do you want to call that that? Uh, go on, do one last one then. One more, we'll hit the button again. Charlie Austin. Is there? Charlie Austin. Uh, Been an oh. interesting season for him. Signed for the club. Um, I think a lot of people expected goals right away from him. He didn't. He hasn't produced as many goals as I think many. Some people may have hoped. But, I mean, he still produced the goods at times. I mean, that I don't think anyone will forget that Blues game. No, we spoke about him a lot, haven't we? Um, on the pod. So, but what I would say is, and he's hinted at this himself. I mean, I said I think you said last time, didn't we? Like, if you if you Imagine if if it's the final day of the season, Albion are one nil down. They need a draw to go up. It's the ninety first minute. Cross comes in. You need one player on the end of it. Who are you going for? Charlie. I think I think everyone's saying Charlie Austin, aren't they? I think everyone like he is the most natural goal scorer in the squad. You know that he produces in big moments. Um, he's had new a couple of last minute penalties this season. I think off the bench if my memory serves me right he just came off and sort of rolled them in I mean, he, he never shies away does he he doesn't he deals with pressure very well doesn't he um, he's just a goal scorer isn't he he's just that striker he blocks everything out and 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 copes with those situations it's why he's had such a great career like most people panic in front of the goal um, he doesn't um, yeah I think that the thing with Charlie Austin is, which I've said many times before, is the way Albion set out. He is a striker, really, that if you put chances on a plate for him, he will score them. Mm. Um, Albion aren't set up that way. That's the truth of it. They're set up to get the wide players into the box. They have been from day one. Whether it was 4-3-3 that we're playing at the minute or 4-2-3-1 for the vast first six months of the campaign, Bilic made abundantly clear early doors and when he was speaking to the press that he wants his wide players in the box um, mm. it was obviously Phillips and Dean Gardner in that first six months and he, he wants them in the box either hitting the byline and sending in like really dangerous low crosses or going for goal themselves um, and uh, that's been reflected in the goal tally you look at the, like for a long time Matt Phillips was top scorer and um, Dean Garner's obviously chipped in, Pereira's chipped in, Callum Robinson is getting is chipping in and has got has had loads of chances, it has to be said, since he's been an Albion player. Um Yeah, it's just you just feel like it, he's thirty years old, Charlie Austin, and you just feel like if he was in a different setup, I think he scored twenty goals probably. Yeah. I mean, he's got nine in thirty for Albion this season. It's one in three. I mean, that's really good. It's a good return, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he scored in five games in a row from November through to December, um, which ended with that that two to the two goals against Blues. He scored six goals in five games. So, I think that's the thing. I mean, 
Albion are much better off and they wouldn't be where they are on the table without him. Um, but you have to say, as a player, is he the is he the type of forward for this exact system? He's 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 an option rather than like the perfect centre forward for this system. Hmm. Been interesting, Joe. It's been interesting. One hour and five minutes. There we go. It feels well, weird, doesn't it? It does feel very strange. I mean, I've not seen you. I'm missing your face. I'm missing. I'm missing our little bits of banter. I feel like we can't banter as well when we're doing it this way. But yeah, I know. Coronavirus is stopping us. Yeah. To a point, we're still getting these podcasts out there, though. I know. Yeah, we've got to keep going, haven't we? We've got to keep going. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get We'll get used to it. I think. Yeah. This, this is like the first one of a new era, isn't it? Yeah, a new coronavirus riddled era. Yeah. Oh, it'll be nicer when we do do the first one back in there. I'll tell you what, that'll be special, that will. That will be special. <laughs> It'll be special. Um, right, that just about does us then today. Um, as always, keep sending in your reviews. If you're listening, it takes two minutes and we it really does help us on iTunes, so make sure you do that if you're listening on iTunes. If not, any tweets, anything you, uh, anything you want included in the podcast, if you want a question answered, make sure you get them in next time. We'll be sure to um, get another episode out there. But for now, it's bye-bye from me and bye-bye from Joe Massey. Goodbye. Goodbye.